The views and opinions expressed on From the Mouths of Madness are that of the panel and not of the Geeks Under the Influence Network or their sponsors. Amazon.com and TeePublic.com. Listeners, beware. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of From the Mouths of Madness. Hi, I'm Lowdown. With me, as always, is my co-host, F.U. Hunter. What's up, bitches? <laughs> <laughs> and tonight, we have a, a special guest. He is the uh, purveyor of the Geeks Under the Influence Network. And basically, the whole reason this every single shit show that is under the network has started <laughs> we got mike dava bickett with us tonight i like the way you introduce me it's just a blame me for everything yeah like pretty much, all, pretty all, much. Of the, all the terrible shit that you've been listening to for close to five years is this guy's <laughs> the fault. one to hate yeah i'm just i'm just putting it over there here you go on your shelf if you there don't you like anything that you've heard on the network then talk to this guy he's the one whose fault it is <laughs> mike the hobbit bigot yes yes that is me i am i'm the guilty party that's right here yeah take sure. it take it all now, is there a reason we had to have him on oh. this episode? Oh, yes. Yes, there is. So, um, this episode is all about It Chapter 2. Now, we will bringing, be bringing up, obviously, Part 1, and as well as some things that uh, to do with the book, but predominantly, is going to be a spoiler-heavy review discussion on It Chapter 2. And I say that again, right out the gate. Spoiler heavy on it chapter two. So we waited a little while to put this episode out to give people some time to see it. But if you have not seen it yet and you don't care about spoilers, please continue to listen. Right. If you do care about spoilers, do not repeat. Do not listen any further because it's it's all chains are off right now. If you're like Smash and you've only watched the trailer to certain yes. movies, then you're going to be spoiled. All right. Don't be Smash. Watch I, the movie. I got, I got a few more episodes I can pick on Smash about that first oh, yeah. one. Right. All right. Good. good. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that, that can come up a year from now. I don't care because he did fucking did an episode only watching the trailer. I'll say again, I never thought I'd have to do a spoiler warning for one of the guests on the thing we were covering, all right? Like, yeah. yeah. But the reason this is special for Hobbit is because he has a... I don't know if special is the right oh, word. Oh, no. I, I call it special because okay. it's my enjoyment. Um, he has a, an innate fear of clowns. And I actually had the pleasure of viewing It Chapter 1 seated next to him, and oh. it was almost as enjoyable as watching the movie itself. I'm so jealous. I wish I could have been there. <laughs> yeah. Which was the better one to pick because, again, spoilers, final warning. Um, it Chapter 2 had less scary parts with the clown, so I feel like I got the, the better yeah. seating and enjoyment of Hobbit's uh, phobia. With chapter one, I would uh, tend as as the person being like shit on right now. Um, <laughs> I would tend to agree that I actually enjoyed it part two probably more than the first one, only because the really scary moments, like a lot, not all of the scary moments, but a lot of the scary moments weren't cloud related. So yeah. I was able to actually dig in and be like, "Ooh, look, it's a fun scary movie that I'm enjoying." I know for a fact the scene under the bleachers had you close to shit yourself. The scene under the bleachers, and there was one moment in the end scene where he's just like there, yeah. like all of a sudden, and I, I literally went, nope. Like I audibly <laughs> went, nope, <laughs> in my seat. And Shane, our, our buddy Shane, was uh, sitting next to me and turned with this gigantic, like almost Pennywise-style grin after I said the nope. 
he turned just so happy that he was there for that moment of me just nope and i was doing a lot of hand motions during like nope i don't i don't want this at all <laughs> see now the thing that he missed out on that i was privy to in the chapter one viewing was the literal panic attack that was happening in front of my eyes i'm sorry but it, it was borderline panic attack like i mean like it was almost pull him out of the theater i can't handle this shit and there was a big scene it was after the uh jump out of the screen scene in the garage they had the little like slideshow in the garage where they were looking at like old photos from dairy back in the day and then it comes out well it's switching fast and then his head's turning and it's clearly like pennywise is in the slides and then he comes out and becomes gigantic and just attacks him in the garage and i literally tucked my legs (laughs) into the seat where i was sitting and flipped the fuck out it was not okay we're we're talking like just uh, shaking his head no and like like there was no sound coming out because i don't think he could form sound there was a whole situation happening (laughs) can i just say real quick uh this is how strong that first movie was is that that shit's in the fucking trailer and still, it got a reaction. That you know, you knew that shit. It's in the fucking trailer. And when it was happening, I was like, "Oh fuck!" And you already most of the time, shit like that happens. You're already prepared. You're like, "All right, we saw." Nope, nope. And just add that fucking giant fucking Pennywise coming out. But I also got to give credit is not clown related. The woman in the painting that comes <sighs> out fucked me up a little bit. Yeah, and that wasn't even clown related. That wasn't because of my phobia. It was just a genuinely scary moment. And afterwards, I went. Yes, I got scared over something not clown related in this movie. <laughs> and uh, actually related to the woman coming out of the painting, that was scary because she came out of the dark in the room that was well lit. But the end scene when she attacked Stan in the fucking sewer actually scared the shit out of me more than the paintings than the, when in the office. Because when she came out of the sewer, you just heard steps and all of a sudden just out of the out of the dark into the dark kind of thing into the flashlight. And you're like, oh, my God. And then like you see her like trying to chew off Stan's face, <laughs> basically. That, this is the probably the, the top positive I have with Chapter 2 over Chapter 1. The creature designs were, I mean, there was more of them. And I thought they, they knocked it out of the park. See, I got a problem with the old lady's creature. A giant. Really? Dude, it, it's like not something I would expect to see in a rated R movie coming off of it Chapter 1. Like, I don't have a, I love this when it's done, like, it's like PG-13 Del Toro. Like, we, we did an episode of Scary Stories Tell in the Dark. Right. I expected to see that in that movie. I don't expect to see that when it was used as a first teaser trailer in the actual movie as something that was goofy and something I didn't really, didn't scare me. That didn't scare me at all. I did get a little bit of a scare from that scene, but one thing that relating to what you're talking about that I got was the CGI was a little rubbery. A little bit, in yeah. That scene where that. It wasn't as bad as, let's say, I Am Legend with, with the characters. Well, nothing should be that No, bad. it's not, not nearly that bad, but there was definitely some moments where I'm like, this is taking me out a little bit, like when CGI characters jump, and it's like, oh, well, your torso, torso uh, extended by about a foot and a half when you jumped. Uh, there were moments of that with the creature that... The movement was just... The movement was just a little bit off. I mean, maybe I'm centering on one particular scene, which is in the uh, Fortune Cookies... But that fucking spider baby head fucking thing was fucked up. Was creepy as fuck. No, okay, that scene was awesome. The, and the, that that the, might be what I'm solely based on. Is I? It's been a while since I've been like that. Is fucking creepy as shit. The dinner scene was awesome, and then yeah. like and and everything like the floating heads of the kids singing the song in the fucking aquariums. Yeah. You know, because that was a song that gets played during the uh, Warner Brothers. Emblem showing up, the mm-hmm. Clement. Uh, what, what's the name? What the fuck is the name of that song? Some crazy old fucking creepy kids. Like, was it Daisy? 
I think it was Kids Incorporated. Kids Incorporated. Yeah. Kids Inc. It's Kids Inc. <laughs> that would be amazing if that's what the heads were singing. Kids in the... It was something Clementine. Okay, and they can't clap because they have no hands. <laughs> they just smash their heads together. It's, it's, Gage. It's something, it's something like Clementine something or other. Oh, my um, dar- darling oh, Clementine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, it's not Oh, my darling Clementine. Yeah. Fuck you. Well, but, that sounds like it. That sounds like an old fucking song. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the CGI was kind of the same way. Like, I'm sorry, end, end scene Pennywise was not scary at all either. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, it was that, better than the miniseries, but it, the the giant Pennywise didn't freak me out nearly as much as I was expecting it to. Uh, there were a couple moments that were like not okay, that I was super not okay about it. Uh, but overall, because it reminded me much of why I can watch Eight Legged Freaks. <laughs> Of being scared of spiders. I see what you're saying. Is that the spiders were like clearly CGI. They were clearly not real spiders anymore. They were giant <laughs> spider monsters. It was a different context. Exactly. And so this wasn't Pennywise as, you know what fucked me up more in the first one? When he started dancing and the, the way the camera oh, shot yes. the dancing fucked me up harder than anything in that end scene in, in it too. Now, there were moments for sure. I was but, just going to say, like with your eight-legged, eight-legged freaks, I, I fucking hate snakes. And but I love watching Anaconda and Charlotte was confused. She's like, but you hate snakes. I was like, look, it's not a real snake. Snakes don't scream. All right. Like, (laughs) obviously, that snake is fake as shit. And it's fun. If I was iced tea, I might be concerned. But (laughs) but the scene in Raiders when he falls into. Nope. Nope. I have nothing to do with that scene. Yeah. So fuck that. Uh, just as I know, I believe it's the Bells of St. Clemens is what it's called. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. They're singing it in the beginning of both movies. Yeah. But yeah, the end scene I figured would have fucked with you, Hobbit, because spider and clown. But again, it was done it in a way really that... It wasn't even a spider, though. It was just like a weird legged creature. Like That would be like me freaking out over the insects in Starship Troopers. Fair enough. Yeah. Because yeah. they have as much relation to spiders as the it spider in this version. It's an it's arachnid based, but that's and pretty much it. Pennywise's it could have been a scorpion. Head just got so erratically large. Dude, like, it's after a while, it's just comically like I don't. Why am I scared of you killing me with your fucking head? And see, it really solidified for me. Like as I'm watching it, like the the, the one jump scene that I thought was really awesome and the good flashback was Richie's with the bunion, which was straight out of the book. That was fucking. That was straight badass. out of the book, and the yeah. book. The only thing different that happened, I think they did it because it just made more sense in the movie to do it this way. Was in the book, it chases him down the street, versus they kept it in the park and it just chases him around the park a little bit. You know, I just and, love um, how everybody stops. Yeah, like there's a whole thing where everybody just stops. I'm talking about when he's a kid, though. Oh, when he's a kid, yes. Yeah, when right. he's a kid, Paul Bunyan comes alive, and that was a good jump because he's he's missing, and then he's like right next to him, and it's it's like that was a pretty good jump. That right was there. pretty good, yeah. You know, and then when he becomes, and then, yeah, as an adult, everyone stops, which they did in the original one. It was kind of carrying that on from the original, where things in the background are happening that just directly relate to the scary shit that's happening in front of you, kind of thing. There's a lot I really really like about Chapter Two. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure, and I do want to clarify that I, as much as I was freaked out by the clown stuff, it's a good movie. Mm -hmm. It's a well put together movie. I did not expect there to be as many kid scenes in it as there was, which is not a complaint. I liked that. They went to flashbacks after Pennywise was taken care of. Um, Some were a little bit unnecessary for sure. Yeah, for sure. But there were some that were definitely important. Yeah, like the thing is, like nothing was nothing was solidified in chapter one. 
to basically give the give you the idea they had time to set up an underground fort that was apparently a big part of their summer in part two. Yeah. Like they gave you no inclination that they were doing anything. And it wasn't like in the gap. They gave you an explanation with the gap where they weren't together. Apparently this happened when they were all friends and buddy buddy, but yet it's still out there fucking with them. Like they gave you none of that in chapter one. That's a problem. That's a continuity issue. It's just there's scenes in there that you could like you say the clubhouse scene. You could have cut a lot of that. Yeah. There's just stuff like, especially when you get into a three-hour horror movie. All right, mm. like it's it's just that's a, that length and having that much stuff that you could have cut. Like I appreciate as adults, Pennywise is gonna fuck with each of them mm-hmm. again. You have to have that. Besides that, the continuous flashbacks connecting everything together. I don't know if you essentially need all of that. You didn't. And if you're going to have that, like, exactly, cut out some of the uh, flashbacks with the clubhouse because you only had essentially two kids that actually had a second scare from Pennywise. It shows Richie's and it showed Beverly's, but uh, uh, but Bill didn't have one. Like, when he went to the place, he, he had a new scare. He didn't sh- It didn't show him having a second scare, and it didn't show any, it didn't show Ben have a second scare. No, it did show up. It was Ben's and Richie's. Ben had the Beverly catch on fire and chase him around the school right. when he was a kid. The idea when they did the flashbacks is to show him how it was fucking with them individually as a, as like the young scare. And then also at this moment, they remember it and then they get a new scare. Not all the characters got the show. They had an old scare before the new scare. Did you pick up on the uh, TV movie cameo? I did. Yeah. yeah. When Ben's uh, in the conference, yeah. the main guy that's standing up, that's, you know, talking to him on the TV, that's the guy that played the kid and Ben in the TV movie. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. yeah. So good. And I thought he looked cool. familiar and then like I read it after I got out of the movie. I was like, yep. I also, and this is really the moral of the story for chapter two that I feel like a lot of people lost because it was hit kind of as a secondary statement, but I think it's really important. Uh, and, and it's it's a really important lesson for people to learn is that if you're uh, fat, <laughs> just get skinny and then the girl you like will like you. Yeah. I think that's I think that's pretty, what we learned from yeah, yeah yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> I feel like that's the main point that was if if you're fat and you get skinny Jessica Chastain will hang out on your boat with you that's, that's right uh, yeah she will hang out on your boat <laughs> on your on your quote, all over your boat, boat. <laughs> all she will slobber all over your boat if mast, uh, the mast of your the boat. mast She'll of your boat. Slobber. <laughs> she she will she will hunker down on top of your crow's nest if oh. uh yeah yeah giggity uh. <laughs> other things i really did enjoy about the movie was i liked the pulling them together i thought that james mcavoy killed it as bill honestly i thought he yeah. did a great job as bill uh he's my third favorite uh, he was better than richard thomas from the fucking miniseries i'll give you that Old john boy but Fucking Bill Hader. No, oh, yeah, and the I had, dude yeah. that played well, Eddie. Are, are we in agreement knocked that knocked it out of the fucking park? Bill Hader. We, we're all in agreement. He was the one that stole the show, right? Uh, I, with a little bit of the guy that played Eddie. I think the okay. dude, dude. When the dude, when Eddie gets stabbed in the face, and his reaction was solid. It oh, was this, like it was, solid, it wasn't it was a freak out. It was weird. This, yeah, it was like a weird, like almost like shock. Sam Raimi type shot. Yeah, yeah. The guy who played Eddie. I'm, I was interested in seeing that guy in a big budget role because I first, he was in Wire season two is where he first popped up at. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, he was in the Wire season two as as a main character, but as like a bitchy little side note ratty kind of character. Surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Now I would say that his child version, who was the best friend of Billy in Shazam. Yes. Same actor. Yep. 
was a lot more animated than he was as an adult. Now, that's explained away by just being a, a fucking adult now and you know his, like, his mommy issues are now like are now you know, kind 20 of like, plus years yeah now yeah. he's just a guy that collects stamps and like plans trips with his wife married you know? a woman that yeah. he calls mom <laughs> yeah right but i will say as far as for nailing exactly an aged version of the child the, the guy who played stan holy fuck when they when you look at their faces like and i was i, I just happened to notice that like when you look at adult stan's face and you look at Young Stan's face, the actor. I was like, oh, holy yeah. shit. That's clearly like, you guys did good on that. Everyone else is kind of like, okay, you have some some similar features. Like, of course, Beverly, oh, your hair's kind of reddish. And, you know. <laughs> that, that one's like, I've got red hair still. Yeah, All right, exactly. you pass. Bill doesn't really look similar. You know what I mean? None of them really look the same. I don't, I'd see Bill Hader. Michael doesn't. Bill Hader, and I know the glasses make the role, but he had so many of the mannerisms that just like kind and, of shocked me a choice adam's apple to play finn wolfhard like he he <laughs> he i had to have had some prosthesis done to that <laughs> adam's so? apple yeah like all right to, yeah, yeah throw throw another inch on that motherfucker like let's let's get it out there i'm not talking about just manners i'm talking about looks like yes the guy who played adult mike had all mike's mannerisms like he was very spastic when he's trying to like explain to bill the the ritual of chewed right yeah and um Richie had the mannerisms, but again, what it is, jaw just, is he like Stephen King where his jaw just gets bigger as he gets older? Because Finn <laughs> Wolfhard had a very slim face. And That's like, true. <laughs> all of a sudden his jaws like past his cheekbones. <laughs> you just reminded me, speaking of cameos, oh, Stephen King's. Dude, yeah. I called that shit as soon as he started talking. I was like, oh, Stephen King. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's Stephen King. Oh, yeah, I knew right away. Yeah, I was so happy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't you know, watch it obviously together, but when that scene fucking happened, I was like, I was like, I know Stephen was spazzing the fuck out when that happened. Yeah, I looked over at my wife and was like, <laughs> I was, I was, was making great, like baby noises and shit. A great scene. <laughs> yeah. You're rich, you can afford it. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> and then I like how he gets on the, Bill gets on the bike and just like, <laughs> like throws him off at first. <laughs> yeah. But kind that, of a piece of shit. I don't know. That, that was a great nod to the book too, where he re, he remembers and he says the high ho silver, silver away. Yeah. That's that's fucking crucial to Bill's character, through through and through. Right. I also really like the progression of them remembering where they get a big push right at the very beginning when they start hanging out together, where they're getting a big flood of memories coming back, but then not all of it returns right away. Yep. So as they're there longer, they're starting to get a little bit more more pieces of the pu- puzzle are dropping, and. Uh, the one issue that I had with that is dude that stayed in Derry that there's information he could have 100% shared that he just didn't. Whoops. And I'm like, bro, like you're in a life or death situation with a supernatural creature from another fucking planet. Maybe don't, but you'll see. Yeah. You know? I thought it would work. Whoops. Yeah. My bad. Are we all in agreement that Mike's pretty much a douche? Mike's a douche in this. He lied to him like three times. Yeah. His movie. I mean, he really did. Yeah, he did. He like lied he, to him about why he's coming back. He lied to him about the Battle of Chude. He lied to him, and he just basically didn't tell him anything uh, at all over you the mean years. That they would need to probably sacrifice themselves in order to stop Pennywise. <laughs> yeah. Kind of a, you know what? Of the things to omit when you're already climbing down the fucking like you know this the well or whatever. Yeah, the fuck. climbing down, you're obviously fucking trapped, and then you do the ritual, and he goes, "Oh, it didn't work." That might be because we have to, I don't know, sacrifice ourselves in order to stop anyone. That's vital information, <laughs> motherfucker. I might not have volunteered. I thought it was just burning some like collectible shit I had for years, all right? Yeah, exactly. Now, am I the only one that when the little <laughs> container that was supposed to store Pennywise came out and then they, I don't know, did mushrooms? I don't know, the, that whole weird scene. <laughs> it's Ugh. a root. Oh, cool. Then it's fine. 
Did anybody else think that was a lampshade for like well after that scene? Yes. I yes. thought it was like an ancient like Ed Gein lampshade. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then they were like, yeah, it has special properties. And then I realized that it was like actually a container well after I should have known that. Now, I get why they. So when they when that first scene first happened, I was like, OK, cool. They are going to incorporate this because if they incorporated it in chapter one, it would have been under kitty porn. So they couldn't really do it from the book. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah. But also, if you can't do it somewhat okay, just just leave it. The f- I would have been happier with what we got with that uh, the, that part of the story if they had just left it the fuck out and didn't put it in there. Because the way they wrote it off was like, oh, I just need you guys to get back here and give you something to work towards. I'm like, well, f- the fuck you, dude. Hold on. He didn't just forget to tell them. Motherfucker scratched out the part about the <laughs> yeah. sacrifice. Yeah. He knew full well. My I'm, sacrifice. God damn it. I'm going to stab you. Yeah, he fucking fair. knew. Like, it wasn't like, oh, you know, oh, Pennywise must have made me forget about the part where we have to kill ourselves. No, motherfuckers scratched that shit out. He knew full well motherfuckers are dying. Exactly. And he just forgot to mention that. So again, you know, Mike's a douche. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's just fucking, he was an, an I'm right here. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it to your face. Oh, and yeah, you fair. would be the yeah. one scratching out the shit off the lampshade, all right? Yeah. Like, I really no, want I you would guys... not be... Do you think I'd be the guy living in the town that has <laughs> the, the new you're, monster? You're like, if there's one way to stop this this clown from terrorizing me, sacrifice all my <laughs> childhood I would, friends. I would be living in a <laughs> hut in Thailand. I would not be anywhere close to that fucking thing. I would get like... A, a runner from another neighboring village uh, would be like, hey, a friend from Derry is like contacting him. But like, tell him to go fucking die because I'm not doing shit. I wouldn't I would not go back to Derry. Are you fucking kidding me? You won't oh, go to Derry now. It's, it's going to kill kids. Cool. I'm not a kid anymore. Yay. I'm in Thailand. You know, like I'm, I'm away from this thing. If they're like, it's going to take over the world. Cool. Let me know where it starts so I can be the opposite end of the fucking earth from it. I'm not doing shit. <laughs> you sound like a good hero. Yeah. You're, you'd be a great hero. You know, you'd, you'd be the richie. As soon as you get there, it's like, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah. Look, I would be <laughs> on, hero. Most people would, though, after I that would, restaurant yeah. scene. Yeah. Zombie apocalypse, cool. You're talking about fucking clown monster. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm not doing shit for a clown monster. I, I got your back on, on snakes, uh, Hunter. Right. I got you fucking down. I can handle fucking snakes. I have a healthy appreciation, but not a fear of. I will fuck up a snake for you, All right. my friend. I will be your hero. Clowns, you're going to die. Like, I'm not doing <laughs> shit. Like, giant clown monster is going to eat your face, and I'm going to go like, well, that sucks for you. Bye. You're like, Bye, and friend. I will run the fastest I've run in my entire fucking life. <laughs> I will run the four-minute mile. And that's when you started to gain, lose all that weight to get the girl from your childhood. Yeah, there yep, we go. That's how go. you do it. There you go. Yeah, I, I like how they made a point to show his abs. Because <laughs> like, you the, have to stress. You have to see like, the he's not just sort of in shape. No, he's, he's in fucking shape. He's a bo- yeah. he's boss. Yeah. He's in shape. He was on that Chris Pratt diet. <laughs> and I'm like, we see what a year of institutionalization does. Uh, years of institutional being institutionalized does to you um, with Henry Bowers, which how do you want to feel about how that worked? He just like gets flushed out of the sewer after they, he looked like the mullet dude from walking dead. Like he actually looks close to the actor that played adult Henry in the miniseries. I was about to say that he's really close. Minus the white hair. Yeah. Because they should have made his hair go white because that was the thing, right? You you saw him scared and your hair went white. As long as he kept the mullet, that was the only thing. He was like giggly and all this shit. That was a pretty brutal kill scene. Who did that? Eddie? 
No, Richie. Richie killed uh, in the library when Mike was attacking Mike. Yeah. Oh, Richie yeah. Richie hammer clawed to the back of the head or some shit. That was no, it was, a, it was an old like Native American tomahawk that he oh, yeah. took to the back of the head. Now, I yeah. can't remember. And then looked like, oh, shit, I just killed a guy. Yeah. <laughs> Which was a great reaction of this. It's like, oh, that's a real thing that happened. Yeah. Because most of the time you expect, like, yeah, it had to be done. But he's like, fuck the, the, the dead body here. I did this. Fuck. Like, legit, I'm probably going to prison. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I murdered a man. And we're like, yeah, there was a, a weird monster clown that was controlling his mind. Yeah. No. Well, granted, he's an escapee and murdered people getting yeah, out. Yeah, so. I, I think that they might, the police might be looking for him. Yeah, true. The, uh, a cool thing to do with Bowers was his friend get breaking him out and giving him his knife back. Now I meant to ask because I can't remember. Is that in the book or I like driving yes. around the zombie friend drive around about, in the about driving Trans-Am. him around, but uh, not about driving around, but the fact that the friend is the one who did it broke him out because that even was in the miniseries in the nineties too. They really kept that going. Yeah. Remember like the nineties in the nineties one he helped break him out. Like yeah, I remember that because he's talking to him in the moon and stuff. Yeah. But we have to expect then that literally throughout part of that movie, he's being driven around by the zombie version of his friend, the Trans Am. And he's fine with it. Because he's never driving. He's always at the passenger no, seat. His friend's driving him. Yeah. yeah. And so they're, they're and just driving around, Derry. Big zombie. dude. Yeah. Rotting friend driving the Trans Am. He's a wanted, like, criminally insane person just scooting around town wherever you want. Not a single person ever reported hey there's a rotting flesh dude with that guy that uh murdered like five or six people in a trans am that kind of sticks father. out including his own father in a trans am that kind of sticks out in a small town i would think you, you know think. the taxi driver from scrooged well apparently he's got a trans am and he's rolling around dairy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i had issue with that and because well <laughs> it's a small fucking town not only that no but it was really the whole like in your own mind aspect of the rest of the entire fucking movie right where all these, the the Paul Bunyan and like the the weird leper that's attacking the mom and all the shit that they were right. doing. That was one thing where there was like straight up a balloon and his undead friend in his asylum room, legit because he gave him the knife. Yeah. So yeah. there's a corporeal thing that was handed to him by this zombie dude. So the zombie dude's real. Mm-hmm. He also drove a car. That's like what he was I'm transport. So legit, he snuck into an asylum. Zombie man snuck into into an asylum and then hid under the bed and then got ghost balloon to like guide him back to his room so he could give him a knife and then drive the it's it just that was so unbelievably convoluted that I was like that <laughs> took me out a little bit like that's so anti every other aspect of the movie has nothing to do with like actual li- living dead yeah <laughs> existing speaking of taking you out of the story uh, a couple of things that took me out of the story for this movie. Uh, and it took me a while to, to really think about this was part one had humor. This one had so much humor and it had humor that was ill-placed that it literally took it away from almost being a horror movie at times. Like uh, for, in- for ex- instance, the end scene where they do the callback to the doors in the Niebold house in, uh, in part one. I actually appreciate that. No, though. dude, like th- if you're going to call back to that, at least make it people actually reacting like, well, this didn't work out for us last time. That scene, like, you're taking a break from the fact that it is trying to, like, murder the fuck out of all of you as a giant, like, arachnid fucking clown. Let's let's have a comedy scene real quick. Like, that wasn't necessary. That wasn't in the book. Like, see, I was so... see the second half of the book was very, 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 very dark. Right. right. So, I get maybe the director not wanting to go full dark on that, but also 
they added so much comedy that I think that was a deterrent for me where like I never really was scared in part two at all. Like I've got I wasn't already scared of it though. That's the thing. Like I was like I had see, good... I was happy about the, all the com- like when Bill Hader went like <laughs> oh we got to do that and then he got saw the deadlights and he dropped fucking immediately all of his yeah. wild hand motions I'm like thank you <laughs> this this lightens the load for me on but see the thing is it's like the source material is heavy so people that don't want heavy don't just don't bother with it then that's yeah. my mind like if you don't fucking like it then don't then just don't fucking worry about it. I will say the crowd, when I was watching it during the end scene, that was like the major intense climax where it's like fucked up. And they're like, we're all going to die. There was a lot of laughter happening, which again, I was okay with because that was like much easier on you, easier on me, but I cannot understand, especially a fan of the uh, source material where you're looking at this being like, this should be deeply fucked up where you're like, everyone's going to die. Like this is going to be terrible. And like you're on the edge of your seat throughout the entirety of the scene. And there was definitely more humor than necessary. I, again, I was okay with it, but the second part of this story should be disturbing. Yeah. There, there is still comedy because Richie's there, right? And he's, and he is being comedic, but it's not like where it's breaking the tension. It's the tension still there. It's just more, it's more like chuckle of anxious, like comedy. You know what I mean? And just the combination of being Richie and Eddie though, is why I enjoyed it. Cause it's both of them reacting as, Say you or me were in that situation and be like, um, how would we fucking deal with the three doors again? I know it cuts from that, but honestly, like, I appreciated that more than them getting chased around by the, you know, spider clown. Like, I didn't, I didn't feel like that scene really added anything. No, it, it didn't. No, that scene was, I mean, basically, once they went underground, I pretty much, the movie lost me. Yeah. As far as part two goes. Like the scene with it's like another forty minutes. Like the the scene with Ben getting like buried alive in the fucking clubhouse that all of a sudden makes a sense and is hugely important. And then also like Beverly, I get the bathroom scene because that was brought up in chapter one, right? But also the only cool thing I thought from that scene was uh, young Henry Bowers coming in and saying, "Here's Johnny." Yeah, that was like the only part from that scene <laughs> I took away. Like it what like, they literally once they went underground, it I I could have done without that whole part. There was an important moment in that scene though where it was the the reconciliation of of uh was ben and and uh uh what's her face um, it's not reconciliation it's acknowledgement or acknowledgement at that moment where she's like okay you're you're the one that like is in love with me and like i didn't realize and i've been like redirecting the wrong direction and like they saved each other and also very cool visuals of like the underground bunker versus the bathroom stall and it opening up that was a really cool was like visual cool. scene yeah visually. visual scene for the story yeah yeah, <laughs> visually yeah. it was cool. Yeah, good. Good. Given us thirty seconds, we could have gotten the gist of it. I'm just saying. Hey, like, I'm the one that had a crush on you the whole time. Cool. All right. How get... am I the one defending an it movie right now? <laughs> because after part one, I had a lot to live up to, and part two yeah. didn't. It just didn't. I mean, again, this is coming from a place of like, I like this movie. I will rewatch it. I will own it. It did not live up to part one, we're and just... it did not stick with the source material like the director promised either. I I feel like we're just kind of what I would have liked to have taken out. So it's a shorter, more enjoyable feature. Cut the bullshit. Yeah. Like, some of that stuff, director's cut on Blu-ray, sure. You know one thing they cut out? You only got a flash of that is a really, really important part of the second part of the book. So, okay. The second part of the book is they all draw influence from Stan killing himself, right? So... When they get news of it and they do that that hat, that like under a millisecond flash of Stan dead in the bathtub, the fact that he wrote it with his own blood is huge 
And they, you, Rachel's, my, my wife it. was like, I didn't even see that. Exactly. What the fuck, man? Yeah. Fuck no, that, you. Like, no, the we need to see that. The series ended with that fucking scene. And they gave you time to just soak That's that insane. in. Soak it in. They literally said, sit on this, bitches. Come back next week. This is what you end with. And exactly. you don't barely, like. You, you have to be looking for it. And I was waiting to see if we would get that. Like, yeah. I was looking for it. Again, wife didn't see it. She's like, I didn't even notice that flash. Because it literally was like a blink. And then you saw him like eh, and it like god damn it that's a huge thing and I, that pissed me off too. That's how they pretty much opened the miniseries was they ended the, with it yeah yeah uh, that's what I'm saying the, yeah. the final shot is bloody it in the tub and yeah they failed on that and going along with that too that was all the motivation motivation they needed the other bullshit they added to the fucking movie that wasn't needed was a goddamn suicide note at the end wrapping it up in a whole little happy little fucking ball I would agree with that actually is that was too nice and clean of being like everybody should be okay about me being dead uh, I did it to save your lives because I'm a piece of shit <laughs> I'm a piece of shit I would end up make, getting you all guys killed so uh, you're welcome <laughs> that fucking shit. totally totally murdered the shit out of myself it's a weird letter like yeah it's weird man i knew that i wouldn't come back and i'd be putting you all at danger I so ju- i took myself out of the equation it's like That's a martyr co- it's like a martyr letter like i would have fucked your shit up because um and guess what not social material like they they literally trope on it in the movie about happy endings and then they fucking do it in the movie and it's bullshit it's bullshit remember they get shit for his ending the whole time in the movie right about how yeah. it didn't end happy I don't need a fucking happy ending I need coked out 1980 Stephen King fucking <laughs> horrific dark crush your soul ending one That's of my favorite endings in a horror movie of all time is the end of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre where Chick is covered in blood on the back of a truck flying or like driving away as Leatherface is like swinging his chainsaw around and it's like she's she got away physically she's crazy <laughs> yeah. she's gone she is done for like her <laughs> yeah. life is fucked now it's not a happy ending yeah she's not dead um but she might as well be at that point because you think she lived a normal life after that shit no, no. she's in a fucking asylum after that shit that's the kind of ending i appreciate where it's like everybody won i guess technically but you're you're fucked like you're not going to be able to have any kind of like fulfilling like relationships in your life moving forward because you're going to be looking over your shoulder the entire time for a fucking red balloon <laughs> I I would love to see like Richie because it would be Richie that he like meets a boyfriend and they're like oh they're super in love and he's into French films and he takes him to La Red Balloon and he just like shits himself in the theater and like <laughs> runs out and starts like scream crying and puking in the lobby because he's like I can't handle red balloons and he's like okay this is fucked up I can't de- deal with this show some po- show some post traumatic like fucking stress disorder. Like something, they're like like Ben and fucking Beverly are on a boat in the goddamn Caribbeans or some shit. Fucking, you know I mean, like, come on, man, this is not believable. Mike's finally leaving fucking Derry. The on like, a boat reminded me of the end scene of Game Over Man, the workaholics movie on Netflix, where they end up on a boat doing cocaine. That was and a I'm good movie. Like, that was, that was hilarious. Did you see that? But the hilarious. fact that that movie has a similar ending to one of the endings in It, I'm like, that's not. That's no. not how. No. So Jessica Chastain is like with a dude that's not going to beat her. So she wins, I Yay. guess. And then fat kid gets a six pack and then gets the girl of his dreams. And I'm like, what are you trying? What's the moral of this fucking story is like <laughs> wait until the, the, the dude that has a really bad self image, like gets fit enough that you're willing to date him. Uh, so that you don't get beat by the rich guy? Is that, is that the pretty moral much? Of the yeah. Story? Pretty much. I mean, I feel like that's what you walk away with. Yeah. <laughs> Just wait it out. Just wait it out, and you'll be fine. Hopefully, Fat Boy got on the treadmill. All right. Did uh, did you guys notice any of the like subtle little 
horror hints that happen in the movie. I'm thinking the one in particular. Throw it out there because I'm. There's yeah. a spider head that happens. That's very John Carpenter thing. Oh yes, yes. You know, I've 100% noticed like the spider head that thing. thing. Was, again, that, that's what I'm saying. The creature designs and that some parts of this were really fucking tight. That was the scariest one though. In my mind. Even though that was that scary, baby, there were genuinely that, funny moments in that scene as well. Like when the drool dips down, oh. it's like, oh, it's here. I I guffawed. See, but that's generally that funny for the scene versus the all the comedy they added that I felt was unnecessary. You know what I mean? They're, like I can watch it and see, okay, this was this is this comedy that should be in the movie. This is the comedy that doesn't need to be in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, that that's all. I'm just saying like it yeah, was, no, I, I it was too funny. on the, the carpenter thing. Like that was with the head, there were moments that it reminded me of the hand scene from Evil Dead 2, yes. where it's like, I killed it, and then it's like, no, you didn't, motherfucker! And like that was the head with the fucking creepy legs being like, ha you thought you got me. You didn't, motherfucker. How about when it, like, like, it like, drags itself out of the room and then rolls down the steps? You're like, you're not fucking dead yet? Jesus Christ! <laughs> well, I like how it was the same room that they all met up with at the end with the icebox, but that's where Eddie fell and broke his arm. Yep. And I, like, I did like how they focused on Eddie with him uh, being frozen by fear. Right. Right. Like he, we wouldn't help not because he was a piece of shit, but because he was just frozen by fear. And um, that was a big thing in the first one, which he got basically he, when he turned around after the after the after the uh, floor bro- caved in and he saw the leper. He just fainted and fell backwards and broke his arm. You know, Yeah. Did anyone notice that he married his mother. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's the whole thing is that the same actress. That's though. the only way. <laughs> wasn't the same actress. Wasn't the same actress with different wig. Uh, I thought I she know. looked the same. I thought she looked the same. I could have been wrong. I've only seen it once. I didn't go back and see it a second time because it's three fucking hours. I think the tone of her was so, so much the same. She could have possibly yeah. just looked the same just on being that bossy. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, another cool tidbit of people that are you know, listening to this that are also fans of the book is, so the very beginning of the movie was in the book. Um, loosely, loosely, vaguely brought up. So not, not loosely. It was vaguely brought up in the book. It's in there, so not loosely based on. It was in there. There was a story uh, that Stephen King had come across in the news where uh, a gay dude had gotten the shit kicked out of him and thrown off a bridge in Maine. Really? And it struck him so hard that he felt the need to at least vaguely mention it because he was writing, he was getting into the it process at that point when it happened. He figured, dude, he probably started writing it in the late 70s before it came out in the 80s as a book, right? Yeah. It, he, he took like four or five years to write a book back then, and right? And I've, I've read it, but it I was like a teenager, so I, I basically haven't read it at this point. Yeah. I have vague <laughs> right? memories. That's kind of where I am. Yeah, I have no, vague I need memories of the it. book, but yeah. I, haven't, I haven't read that in, like, there has been more time in my life after reading it than there was before I read it. Ding, ding, ding. No shit. Yeah. But the fact that, because I forgot about it, I'm like, okay, I mean, like, I get it when I was watching it, but afterwards, I, I looked that up and I was like, I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, there was. Like, it took something to jog my memory. It was kind of like I was going back to Derry. And um, the fact that he put that in there because it struck him so hard speaks a lot about him as a person back then when it was like nobody was coming out about no. being gay or any other kind of sexual orientation besides hetero, right? Like, you know? That scene, there were two things about that that opening that were kind of confusing is that the conversation about going back to Derry and this is why I left and all that stuff. I assumed that was the adult version of one of the dudes from the losers. Yeah. I got initially. You. And so when it just was just dudes, just like random. just random, yeah. I, I felt almost a little bit let down because there was such a buildup of that moment that I felt like these were important characters. And I understand that they were just establishing the scene, establishing what was happening, but I wanted to see what happened further. Secondly, the boyfriend 
the more flamboyant one that was like it was hilarious yeah, you want me to like suck, <laughs> you know or you know, like is anything else He's i want doing, to take do, off and doing the hair dis yeah. yeah just being like like you can go fuck yourself i'm like self-preservation is super not in your dna at all because i understand that these are the assholes for sure and you're not doing anything wrong and it sucks that these like back birth motherfuckers are coming after <laughs> you for for literally just like holding hands with your boyfriend that's such shit the fact that after they were getting harassed, they walked off into the night. I'm like, yeah. no, you wait around for like an hour <laughs> before yeah. you go yeah. like he in, thought into he, the darkness. He thought I, if it, the, the, he burned them so bad, they'd be like, well, we obviously can't do shit about it because like you, you burned us with your fucking like, you know, hardcore hair comment. Like it doesn't work that way. Those people don't fucking care. You can say whatever comments you want. They're just going to beat the shit out of you. Although I would yeah. love if that burn was what ended the scene where they walked away like yeah. successfully. But like, yeah. yeah, your stupid fucking hair. And they're just like, dude, I like my hair. And they're oh, just like man. really broken about it. Do it. And they just wander away and don't kill a gay guy. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? <laughs> but of course not. Because the reality is if, if you're that fucking backwoods, it, I mean, yeah, you know, I knew that. I knew, I knew what the end result was. Prob- they probably didn't even know the references exactly. of what he was talking about. I knew, so. I knew how that was going to end. Yeah. Like I knew how that was going to go. He, uh, like I didn't know he was going to get thrown off the bridge, but I knew he was going to get the living shit kicked out of him. I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Fucking. Uh, All yeah. right. So we did it with scary. Where would you rate it, Chapter Two? <sighs> in comparison to Part One, or as a movie in general? Let's do both. Okay. Well, All right. All right. as a horror movie in general, I would probably give it uh, six and a half, seven. Right. As okay. a comparison to chapter one, I'm giving it a five. <laughs> I'm giving it a five. Wow. It's like okay. I yeah, wrote dude. notes and you fucking stole them because I'm <laughs> along the same fucking lines. You know, there's there's some good good shit in chapter two. No, there is. Yeah. I will rewatch yeah. it again. But, but uh. it just didn't take a hold of me like fucking the first one did. The first one, start to finish, there's no parts. I can see when I'm going to rewatch this. There's going to be parts and be like, well, uh... Uh, fast forward, fast forward. I'm going to catch up on social media right. real quick. Yeah. Like, fuck. Exactly. You know? There's going to be distractions where the first one, I'm in it start to finish. So, yep, exactly. So, yeah, I'd say the same thing. I'd probably say about seven as a movie. It, there was enough in there that if they did a shorter version of the movie, it'd it get up to eight. But that's a big if, though. Like, you got you know, you to cut like an hour out. Yeah. Roughly. If is the sequel to it, actually. <laughs> yeah. It's if. 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 <laughs> So yeah, I'm, I'm it, on the same like, lines. It's cousin that's really not that into killing. Yeah, <laughs> he's like he he kills. Don't get me wrong, but he's just not really. His heart's not in it. <laughs> he's just kind of haphazard with it. Now on on Hobbit's dry pants meter from uh, completely dry to shitting himself and the scared stupid. I will say the first it movie was close to a ten on the shit my pants meter. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was great. A real uh, possible situation that was going to happen in the theater. It was not about okay. Smelly. About to get smelly in there. <laughs> it was where the people near me that knew me were paying almost as much attention to me as they were the film at the time because of my reactions to what was happening on screen. That was not the same this time. There were genuinely moments. There was one big moment in the climax that Pennywise was just there. All of a sudden, and I went, oh, no, 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 we're not, we're not doing that. That is not okay. And it was a, it was a whole thing, and that was not great. Uh, there were a couple other moments in the film that were definitely uh, really uncomfortable for me, but overall, I would say the the scare factor on the clown was very much in the first one. Compared to the first one, I would say probably a six out Sli- of ten. Slightly, slightly wet, but not drenched. Okay. Like, like... 
my balls were sticking to my thighs because there was sweat happening. <laughs> it was a whole, there was some, some swampage happening. It was, yeah, there was definitely anxiety occurring. But it wasn't yes. a full 10, so. Uh, yeah, again, so you're you kind of on the yeah, same page with that. It's just not, ball, my, he didn't shit himself. My come balls on. did not all float down there. They yeah. were, they were. They float. They, oh, <laughs> can we get an auto commentary of him with Terrifier, please? No. Oh, oh man! <laughs> you would have to like straight up strap me down, clockwork orange style, for me I to mean, be able you, to you see Terrifier. I can do that, right? Yeah, if I saying. wanted to. Uh, what I'm saying is that if you want our friendship to continue in the path that it has, strapping me down to watch a terrifying clown movie, not only are you going to have to get a very expensive mop to be able to handle what happens. It's going to be in your house, though. So. It's true. It's going to be here. So you got to clean it up. Oh, so not only do I get strapped down into a chair to watch a clown movie, but also then I have to clean up my own feces. Because it's your feces, yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, it's, ew. it's not intentional feces. These are, these are, are goaded feces. These are, these are feces brought on unintentionally no, by, no, by no. assault. You sir. are in control of your own bodily function, sir. Clearly, that's not the case when it comes to the clowns. That's what I'm saying. And this is how you defeat your fear of clowns is tied to a chair, shit yourself. That is not at all how that works. <laughs> I think he's gonna, I think he's like borderline there now, right? I know, I know. So, alright. So, before Hobbit like literally goes into a full-blown panic attack like he had in it Chapter 1, um, we're gonna we're getting close to the end of the episode, but before we uh, before we start wrapping it up, we want to take a moment and talk about our sponsors. We've got um, the first, longest, oldest ones that believed in us, right? Decided to give us give us some help. We got Amazon.com. Amazon.com. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I knew. No, we're not. Anyway, okay. <laughs> you can go to GYPodcast.com, and on the top right, you'll see links. Click on links. It'll take you to the links page. Amazon is the first link on that page. If you click on that, it'll take you to Amazon. And you can shop like normal. It's just the fact you're going, uh, going through our link, we get a little kickback from your order. So if every time you shop, we get a little kickback, it helps us buy podcast shit. I'm, very, I'm just abbreviating it to podcast shit. Yes. Everything encorp- encompassing podcast shit. You just bought some delightfully sexy podcast shit. I did. I bought the Zoom H6, and I'm really Ooh, excited about it's that. It's sexy. Ooh, I like yeah. it. Yeah. I, I want to be friends with it. Yeah. I want to get drunk and make bad decisions with it. I want to throw a little hair on it, and never mind. Um... <laughs> I wanted to hide under my bed when my mom comes into the room. Uh, uh, so the clown from Poltergeist? Yeah, no. <laughs> um, anyway. Like my girlfriend at 14. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I you feel- went dark. I was going like jovial. Because like, I, I always go dark. Yeah, what, what podcast are you on? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. If you want to, it helps us out. Um, so please follow the link. Shop at Amazon.com through our link. And we get a little kickback. It helps us out. The newest, second, and uh, equally as awesome sponsor we have is T Public. Again, go through the links on GUIPodcast.com. Is the second link next to, right next to Amazon.com, so you can kind of get a double deuce there, right? You know, click on that. It'll Which take is you to, almost what I did in the theater. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. for part deuce. one. <laughs> for part, part one. one, yes. Um, and it'll take you to our Geeks on the Influence page on T Public. We are now up to twenty six designs. It's like twenty six or twenty seven. It's, it's fucking stupid. It's fucking an un- a. unreasonable amount of it's designs. It's fucking stupid. But we've got every single show on the network has at least one. The flagship has like four, five different designs now. And we've got just fun episodic related shit. And like, also, speaking of Stephen King, there is a Stephen King vaguely related shirt oh, that just man. dropped. I don't want to think about that because fuck, you <sighs> fucked up. It should have just still been Stephen King. 
No, but there's already other companies that are doing the Stephen King rules shirt. Oh, so fair. It, yeah. it's, it would so be, it'd be something ironically shitty. There's, yeah. there's a kid in Monster Squad that's wearing a shirt, a red shirt with yellow lettering that says Stephen King rules. Mm-hmm. Now, taking that and taking my own personal passionate love for the world's greatest actor, oh, Jay Baruchel. Oh, go fuck yourself, dude. We have a Jay Baruchel rules this, t-shirt. Hold on. This isn't even a GUI episode. How the mm, fuck did that... Sit on this real quick. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, so he did create something called Jay Barishaw Rules. If you yeah. listen to the flagship episode, Jay Barishaw comes up a lot. He's got a giant heart on. It's like the Cider House Rules with more Jay Barishaw. Yeah. That's... So that is the newest, newest one, which is sad to say, because I would, what I would like to say is the one that is the newest one that I consider actually something you should buy uh, is the GUI Ouija board. Um, that one's shirt. bad, yes. But fucking badass. The Ouija board is bad as shit. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be a top seller. Yeah. It's so, already sold some shirts. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, we've seen pictures of people I wearing saw, it already. I know I saw Carlton with yep. it. Yeah. Yep. Mo Carltron. So, yep. Those are our sponsors. And uh, we got one more little segment before we go. So, uh, it's time for... Stump. The Host. Stump the Host is a little tri- trivia segment we do where we ask the guests to write six questions to ask the hosts... And it's going to be rapid fire. It's going to be general horror, horror cinema based questions. And um, basically, it's just about it's for bragging rights. Yeah. You know? Speaking of that, uh, the last episode, I, I couldn't remember who. Yeah, here you go. Who, who won that one? No, so. you, uh, clearly, you won, honey. Oh, okay, cool. I just, clearly, you no, won. Was, yeah. it, was it six questions? Uh, I, got, I got five. I'll Five's come fine. up with another one. It's we can fine. do four. Oh we can last... do four and just use a tiebreaker. Yeah. That's true. It is That's six true. though. All right. Yeah, we just do do four, and then if we need a tiebreaker, we'll do the fifth one. Now this was stressful for me because I'm literally like getting. I get paid to be a trivia master. Like I run <laughs> oh, yeah. Geeks of the Influence trivia. So I was definitely thinking Fuck. about like a vague progression of like a little bit more approachable answers, and then really fucking difficult. And I know that you guys are horror hounds, so I. Definitely went a little bit hard on some of these questions. Oh, shit. Oh, uh, boy. Now, not all of them. Like, the first one that I'm going to bring up, oh, and these are it... all um, sewer, uh, clown, or it-related questions. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh, you did right. episodic. I did yeah. episodic. Okay. Well, okay. that's what I... No, that's, that's why you should come out to Geeks Under the Influence Trivia. Oh, it's weird Hobbit, you know, who does trivia all the time. Would come episodic. up with it. Yeah. yeah. Episodic questions. <laughs> that's fine, yeah. though. That's, oh, my God. So, Ooh. the first one here we've got is actually serial killer Who's based. Who's this for? Oh, oh, am I... Yeah, you pick out yeah, the you first pick, one. You pick who you wanted right, to yeah. go to. Hunter. This the first one for you. Fuck, I'd never go first. Yeah. Uh, the first question is related to serial killers. Uh, what was John Wayne Gacy's clown persona called? I'm going to... I fucking take it. Yes. Pogo. Pogo. Pogo the clown is Boom. correct. Yes. Oh, damn it. All right. Oh, now it's my turn. Now it's your turn. Okay. Uh, now... This Wait is... a second. I, I don't know how I feel about this. That's your podcast made half the time there. Oh, and... fuck you. <laughs> oh, you're, you're, <laughs> calling, you. you're calling foul. He that is. I, he's calling. No, no, yeah. no, no, yeah. right. oh, yeah. He just gets butthurt. This is uh, <laughs> it related from the novel. Oh, God. It. What were the names of the scarecrows on Hanlon's farm? Three scarecrows, and they were named. Yeah. If you know it, again, this is rapid fire, so I just don't know it. Um. Um, Curly, Mo, and fuck me, I can't. I know that Larry. Larry. Was it? 
uh, by your powers combined, we've got Larry, Moe, and Curly as the Scarecrows. From, you struck uh, my memory when you, you hit my memory I, when you started saying Three Stooges, but no, yeah. it is Larry, Curly, Moe. I, I should have just said, can I just said the fucking Three Stooges? Yeah. And then, yeah you if didn't. you said the Three Stooges, that, 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 that would have... That's, right, that's two. That's two to one. Judges, how do we do that? Because... I mean, I helped. So either we kill it or uh, I'd say we gotta kill it at that oh, point. Right, we'll that was a it. that was a shared Fuck. answer. Uh, Hunter, this is back to you. Speaking of clowns, <laughs> a clown movie that I can actually watch because they're unbelievably not realistic and they are from space. Oh, who directed Killer Clowns from Outer Space? I hate you right now. You have been at conventions. I fucking love that movie. I love yeah, my life. I, right I, now. Am, I am off Rapid my fire. fucking. All right, a I don't game. know if I'm pronouncing this right, but the uh, the the Choid brothers, the Cho- uh, the I don't want to say Choid brothers, but it's like <laughs> I just got their autographs on the on the on the poster at the last Monster Mania so in Cherry close, Hill. By the way, I can't yeah. say that I'm correcting you, but it, it looks like it's the, the Chiodo brothers. Chiodo brothers, which you're close enough. I'm going to yeah. go ahead and give that. There's as three a, of them. Uh, all three of them signed my poster. Chiodo brothers. Yeah, they're really rad fucking people. So I got a picture with the fucking laser gun with the two of them. I'm making yeah. this more complicated. You if are. I just said something brothers, could that have counted? No, no. <laughs> but it's like it's, it's hard brothers. to pronounce their names though. Like the name is not like. If you, you, you see it spelled and then you try to pronounce it the way it's you think it's it's pronounced. It's, well, if he counts it, then. All right. So now, Lowdown, this is yours or? Yeah, sure. This is another. Uh, if it, I get this one right, then we're done. This is yeah. a it-related question. Mm. The novel, it. Oh, God damn it. What name or alias does Pennywise sometimes go by in the novel? Delgado? No, it's a, a person's name. Oh, fuck. Oh. Oh. If you know Hunter, you can steal it. Nothing. I went too, too deep. Cut I have on this. no idea. Yeah, yeah. he Except, goes by. Uh, are, are you? No, you, you go ahead. Go ahead. Going goes by Robert or Bob Gray. Bob Gray. Fucking fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fucking shit. Now this is to Hunter. Mm. Last question here. This is sewer related. In the film Chud, oh. the. I'm not going to remember this. (laughs) Acronym for Chud is references being cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. But on the containers found in the sewers, the actual acronym stands for what? Yeah, I was going to say something hazardous under chemicals. I fuck. I I can't remember. Yeah, I am so off my game tonight. I haven't watched Chud in forever. Chud stands for Contamination Hazard (laughs) Urban Disposal. Ah. Fuck. Yeah. All right, so that's Hazard the four. Part of it. I, I went so, apparently did, pretty fucking you hard did good. on it. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So it's two? So that, what, two to one. count this time. So. No, yeah, it's two to one. Wait a minute. Say the score. What's that? Say it. I didn't make you say the score fucking last say week. say it. <laughs> you might have accidentally went, hmm, coincidentally, I'm just saying. I don't no, know. Yeah. Calling shenanigans. I'm calling shenanigans. That's yeah. the sound of uh, of a poor sport, I think. It, that's, oh, totally. He's yeah, always poor. That loses. Yeah. It makes next episode interesting because now we're tied up. Tied up. We're tied up. Okay. Yeah. We had a tie, right. one and one, and then we didn't count the first episode because we tied, and the tiebreaker was bullshit. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking Kyle. Kyle fucked it up. <laughs> fucked it up. But the next episode, uh, again, we don't. We normally don't do this uh, episodic based. Uh, Hobbit took it upon himself because again, he does run trivia at two different places, locally in Richmond. At uh, Fallout and Switch, um, yeah, he's like rubbing himself as you're saying uh, that. This seriously, is weird. Like, the voice see, helps. God, you bring slower. Up, you bring the up that trivia. Too, right? He's trying to put the oil yeah. on. It's weird. Yeah. Tell them what I do in town. I say press my man boobs together. <laughs> mm. Don't you want to quiz me? Don't you want to quiz me? <laughs> Would you quiz me? I Would quiz, you quiz me. me? Yeah. But normally, <laughs> hard. Normally, it's just general horror across the board. Horror cinema. 
Yeah. Trivia. So I had to go thematic. I know you did. Yeah. You're a fucking drama queen. A dra- no, I'm a horror queen. Dramas and horror. Horror. Dra- you, nah, it's not always about horror, though, with you. Yeah. Yeah. You just like the dramatic. You're a thespian. Oh, Get the fuck God. out of here. It's, it's like we've, tra- we've transported back ah, to a GUI episode. Jesus. There's going to be some, right. some dry hand jobs going on soon. I mean, no, the hand jobs are flagship specific. I, yeah. You don't cheat on the flagship. Don't cheat on the flagship. We're method podcaster. We're trying to reenact the dry hand jobs that happened with children at the uh, in the it book. Mm, that, yeah. uh, actually, wow. it's not hand jobs. It's never mind. We're it's, not going again. Kitty porn. <laughs> fuck that. We're not talking about that. Child fucking. Yeah. It's disgusting. Other children. It's, like I mean, children. It, it, it is a part that you can skip in the book, honestly, because it is it is unsettling. <laughs> All right. That's anyway, a lot of cocaine. Okay. Yeah. All right. Ending on that. Um, <laughs> We, that's it. That's our thoughts on it. Chapter two, and in comparison to the book, and in the part one, uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Um, if you want to comments or email, we would love to read it. Love some um, feedback. Seriously, love some feedback. What is the email for uh, from the Mouse of Madness? It's lowdownbrown.gui at gmail.com. Fair enough. Yes, yes, that's it. So until next time, guys, take it easy. enjoy stories about drunk men on tractors t-boning a police car or someone jumping a gorge in a nissan versa or literally any story that comes out of florida then you're gonna love booze clues the latest podcast on the geeks under the influence network we do this show live every month in the dark room in richmond virginia it is a cavalcade of comedians podcasters performers in an investigation or riff on drunken crimes and debaucherous activity around the world doors are at seven show starts at eight it's 21 up and free. Again, that's at the Dark Room, 2818 West Broad Street in the Upstairs Suite. For more information, go to GYPodcast.com. This is Mike the Hobbit, direct from Fallout on a trivia night, telling you to come here every first and third Monday for trivia between 8 and 10, 25 cent wings, drink specials, prizes, and tons of really inappropriate trivia. It's a lot of fun. Do you guys agree? Definitely come out and enjoy trivia every first and third Monday at Fallout.